Welcome, everybody, to the Minimap Cast. This is Minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast, your favorite weekly games podcast. My name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me, as always, is Jeremy Bratitich. Hello. Jeremy, Hello. The, the energy levels, uh, they're at an all-time low this evening. Oh, only on your end. Oh, yes. No, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't dare to comment or determine your energy levels without you that would be very <laughs> rude but in terms of on my my half of the podcast today oh boy sam came home and i was eating my microwave meal because i was working until six and we start the show at seven and i was sitting here just at my desk just like slowly like putting my fork in my food uh, bringing it up to my mouth <laughs> and sam walked in i'm like hi <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's been nice warming up in the in the in the pre-show but uh <laughs> you, you, you know what you should do for the first, like while you're doing the intro of the of the show star jumps no i was gonna say jogging on the spot oh yeah close enough <laughs> yeah yeah same 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 thing almost i think star jumps well, while, while my microwave meal was microwaving i did think of doing some push-ups and some crouches which i try and do whenever the microwave's going mm. and um i couldn't be bothered i i i enjoy a high knee every now and again just like up, 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 up. Oh yeah, like they like touch your hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in front of you. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. I think that one is 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 the the fastest way for for me to suddenly feel energized between mm. that and a a extremely cold shower. Have you ever pulled a a, a muscle in your high knee? Uh, no. From doing high knees? No. <laughs> <laughs> I did wonder where you were going with that, but like, <laughs> it's such a clever joke, Jeremy. It's such a clever joke. <laughs> uh, thank you, listeners, for tuning in. This is the Minimap Cast, minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast. Um, hey, guess what, everybody? It's finally the week that we're going to be talking about the this topic that we've been kicking down the road for longer than I don't even remember, like something like two or three months. It's just been pipped at the post at every at every turn. Yeah. Um, so the topic for this week is a bit of a hypothetical discussion, kind of silly, silly one. It's a good one. It's uh, the the idea is it's an actor hot drop. I think is what we we called the the general kind of term on this. Yeah. But if, if we just parachute a couple of uh, actors that are not usually considered for video games or not usually yeah. thought of as actors who are in video games. We literally just like parachute them into some video games, um, in in various like in various scenarios, and just sort of see where we think that they they should go. Uh huh. Um, exactly. And and today we're starting this off with with what has been written down in our documents as the Breaking Boys. Yeah, Break Breaking Boys. It's a uh, Aaron Paul and um, uh, Brian Cranston of. Of Need for Speed and Godzilla fame, um, <laughs> Power Rangers fame. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I I like to imagine that we waited for like the actors' strike to 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 finish before we started <laughs> to do this, but it, it was it was more just like happenstance that that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. It's a good point. It's a good point. We 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 do stand in solidarity with with all of the workers who are on strike, though. <laughs> well, like the the strike's over now. I know. So. That's why I said we're on strike. Oh, we're on strike. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but before we do that, we'll talk a bit about the games we've been playing. Um. But yeah, it's weird not having a brand new game that we're reviewing. 
or uh, some megaton news. Like we're talking about it before the show is like, we don't really have anything to say about the tweet about the Grand Theft Auto announcement announcement that they announced. Um, we'll hear more about Grand Theft Auto in December and that's what was announced. So that's, that's fun. Um, probably at the Game Awards. Probably. probably. And, or maybe just on their own because that's what they did for GTA 5 and they're big enough they could just do that. They yeah. can just say something and that will be the news day. I think week. They, they, did, they did that for Red Dead as well. I think they just sort of, they just sort of dropped it one day. Yeah, like, there, was, there, was, yeah. there was a countdown and they just dropped it. Yeah, for like 24 hours or something, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're just going to talk about the games we've been playing this week, relevant games for the for the year, um, and then we'll get to we'll get on to the breaking boys. So if you're not familiar um, with the podcast, we talk gaming stuff, we talk all things games as well as uh, fridges a lot of the time. Uh, we go live on all podcast platforms every Wednesday with 24 hours of early access given to all of our wonderful patrons. More on that in just a second. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, make sure to uh, tell your friends, give the show a positive rating wherever wherever you're listening to us. Uh, it makes a huge difference for the show to help get it in front of the eyes and ears of more people. Uh, and it only takes a few seconds of your time. If you want to get notified every time we release a new episode or we go live, make sure to follow us on social media. Uh, you can find us at MinimapAU on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and also Twitch, where we are live, as I just mentioned, every Monday night, except today, because today's Tuesday. So Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time for the live recording of the Minimap cast. You can also go to Blue Sky where we're, the Minimap account is there under the same URL as our website, minimap.com.au. Uh, but yeah, if you're here with us in the live chat, uh, we always hang out before and during and after, get Sam's uh, commentary. Well, they helped us come up with that uh, particular hot drop, actor hot drop topic, but I think it was pitched as a wife swap topic. <laughs> that, <laughs> Wasn't this one? No, that, that, was, that was a different one. That, 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 that I thought other- it was this one. The other one that we were considering was um, like mixing, mixing and matching different studios and developers with different games. Oh, you're right. That was yeah. the 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 game version of Wife Swap. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I hate how attached that show has come to that consideration. <laughs> yeah, you weren't really comfortable with it at the time, and it does not seem to have. You do it's not seem such to become a more terrible comfortable show. with. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I know, Jeremy. I, I, it's not an endorsement of the show in any means. Not happy. Uh, so we also wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D Improv as the music for the mini map cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. And finally, Minimap is completely independent and funded almost entirely out of our own pockets. So if you wanted to help keep the mics and lights on over here, you can support us by becoming one of our patrons. For only $5 a month, you get 24 hours of early, 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimap cast, as well as extra bonus features we're cooking up and more. So you can head on over to patreon.com slash minimapau to help us out. And remember, it's cheaper than a latte with oat milk. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think it's also prudent to mention, uh, stay, stay tuned to our socials over the coming week. We, we have a, a, an announcement of sorts to make or, or we will be involved with an announcement of sorts for a... Uh, we're talking about it before the show, Jeremy, and there hasn't been like a, a formal announcement. We were talking about like voices and, and a certain franchise and... Are we getting acquired? What, what is going on right now? <laughs> oh, well, it's not announced yet, is it? <laughs> Do I know about this? 
Yeah, you know about this. We're talking about it before the show. Anyway, stay tuned to our socials. Oh, you and Jeremy oh, both, apparently. Yeah, uh, Jeremy's going to find out there too. Uh, I'll, stay but, but, I'll stay tuned. I guess what we're going to do. Yeah, you'll stay tuned to what we're going to do. And uh, it, it's... it's it's <laughs> He's trying to remember what we were talking about. So, I'm so lost. <laughs> I'll, I'm tell, so you, I'll tell, you okay. tell you during the break. I'll tell you during the break. Okay. But stay tuned to our socials. Uh, we'll for this week. We'll 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 be something of an announcement of something happening in the in the coming weeks. Um, what do you want to talk about first, Jeremy? You want to talk about Mario, or do you want to talk about Armored Core? <laughs> Let's talk about Armored Core. Okay, <laughs> is that because you need a minute to <laughs> to <I'm>, reset? <laughs> I, I so rarely get like so completely thrown. Um, but I am right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll message it to you on Discord, so I'll put your mind at ease. Yeah, all right. <laughs> just like, you just message me being, you're being laid off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Frank, I've had a bit of a chat with myself. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, that thing. Right, oh, it's man. not it's not explicitly minimap related. It's just the thing that no, no, get. no. That's the thing. It's not. That's why I said it's something of an announcement for. I I spent more time trying to vaguely explain to you what it was than vaguely explain to them what it was. But yeah, it's not something to do with us. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll we'll promote it a bit. We'll talk. No yeah, doubt we'll yeah, talk yeah. about it next week on the podcast. But um, yeah, just keep an eye out for that one. Goodness gracious! Like... Oh boy, let's talk about Armored Core Six Fires of Rubicon, huh? Yeah, I, I would. It's been too long since I've said all of those words in a row. There are a few things that I would like to do more than 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 talk about Armored Core Six: The Fires of Rubicon. Jeremy, have I got good news for you mm. today? The only game I'm here to talk about is Armored Core Six: Fires of Rubicon. Hell yeah! Released by From Software in August of 2023. Um. So I was, I've, I've been having like, so I, hmm, I played probably about half of this game, mm-hmm. maybe a little more than half. Cause that third act is really long. Um, probably maybe a bit more than half of that, this game when it came out. And I think I got flummoxed when Starfield came out. I think that sort of railroaded my time with it. I just got distracted from there. I probably dipped back into tears of the kingdom around that time. And, uh, and then we got ready for packs and it just slipped away, but I booted it up. Uh, probably about a week ago, and I beat the boss I was stuck on. Is that really innocuous one? You know how you you take the wall in the first act, and then you like you 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 go back to it not long after, but then in the third act you go back again after like the third like corp group has like taken it over again. Yeah. Except this time they've got some like proprietary defense mech involved, and that that guy's really like surprisingly difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that guy—that guy was kicking my teeth in. That's where I stopped one t- one time in August, and I didn't return for a while. So I came back and I beat him. But then this weekend, I I got stuck in. I did like an hour, and I I the juggernaut, I believe, is the boss that you were stuck on. I thought it was the HC. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. One of them. One of those ones that's just like surprisingly difficult, seemingly innocuous. Oh, the juggernaut might be the first boss that you fight. Um. At the wall. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, that's that's the one where you where you meet Rusty. Yes. Um. So yeah, and I just started getting through more of it, and it's funny because I've been trying to keep like a grip on what the uh the the, the like the geopolitical situation is on the planet because like you're an independent mercenary and you're constantly being hired by the different corporations 
to help you help them achieve their tasks and then they pay you and then you go to the next job and a lot of the time you'll work for one group and then the next mission will be working for the other group that you were just working against and delivered a defeat against to do something else it's very fascinating in that way that like when you take mm-hmm. the wall from one group to the other you then do like a survey like a stealth survey for one of the other corporations in the area to like retrieve lost data from all the mechs that you just destroyed like that becomes your mission it's a very interesting situation and throughout the the runtime throughout the plot i guess of like through chapter two and chapter three and chapter four i thought i knew where the story was going where it would be that like your handler who's giving you the missions would like would be like siding with one of the corporations at one point or like is just trying to like make the corporations better so that they can become like a certain thing and you've also got this like voice in your head who seems to be like a rubiconian who can talk to you like through like brainwaves or something and then it gets to the end of chapter four and and they flip a lot of things on its head and all of a sudden things become much clearer in terms of everything that's going on who you're fighting for what their objectives are what your actions mean what you've been supporting what you've been doing this whole time and it was such a fun twist and it wasn't it wasn't like a this is no star wars jedi's fallen order situation you know this didn't flip the script no it's uh, had an interesting story <laughs> shut up but <laughs> um like it wasn't it wasn't like a complete backflip like oh my fucking god i never but it was an interesting change in the pacing it was a like it was a complete gear shift yeah. and it was in a way that um, subverted a lot of my expectations, minimal as they were, in a very pleasing way. It was a very fun turn. I haven't experienced the end of the game yet and you don't get to do that many choices before that moment and I'm just now at the point where I have to make some big choices. Um, I was telling you today earlier, Jeremy, I got up to the point where it showed me the choices and I was like, it was like 11.30 last night. I'm like, nope, I closed the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was really fun. But that's not necessarily why I'm talking about it today. Um, I want to talk about the Ice Worm, mm. which is the the end of chapter boss for chapter three. Yep. And it's a moment where all of the corporations come together to uh, pool resources and create a, a strike force from all of the different companies, from Balaam, from Archibus, from the Vespers and the, and the, and like uh, the guy who is always calling you gun 13 Raven. I don't remember who he's, who he's with probably Balaam, but like there's lots of different groups and they come together and, and to, to, yeah, Dafang. That's right. Yeah. And then uh, there's also that you're, you're coming together to deal with this ancient technology that's been resurrected by the planetary closure administration. And they're, they're keeping you all away from this, secret area that's supposedly full of coral which is the uh the the resource that everyone wants on this planet and it's this big machine with drills in its head but it's basically just this like hexagonal tube but it's like the size of like like many cities all stitched together it's absolutely fucking ginormous yeah and it digs its way it's like a sandworm except it's a mechanical worm that digs through ice and it pops up out of the ground and it shoots missiles and it digs back in. And if it gets you in its mouth, then you're, you're, you're pretty close to dead immediately. And so you're all jumping around and you've got this proprietary like 
stun laser that you've got to hit in its face to break its first layer of shield. And then, so you've got you've got three members of your team around you as well. So there's four of you on the ground dealing with it. And of course, they all fuck off because that's what your allies do in this game whenever you get halfway through a boss fight and you have help. They're like, sorry, I got to go. Yeah. Happens every time. It's so yeah. annoying. But then there's a fifth member of your team, Rusty, who I was talking about before, who's who's great. Rusty's great. Rusty is so good. I love Rusty. He's also he's one of he's one of the only characters in this game that you like interact with outside of like com chatter. Yeah, like um, you, you've got like an actual like rapport with him, and like you yes. you, you sort of like you you he's like not friends, but like you're friendly. He he respects you. Yeah, yeah. Like outwardly, and then he and he's quite good at the things he does in the the missions he's a part of. So you grow to respect him. Yeah. And so he's he's your buddy. He's a part of this. Yeah, he's he's great. He works for one of the corpos, but whatever. He's yeah. still good. He works for one of the corporations, and he's part of this strike team. But he's not on the ground with you. He's manning a railgun, and that railgun is like past the horizon. It's so far away you can't even pretend to see it. Mm-hmm. And when you break this first layer of shield on the ice worm's face. That gives Rusty the signal to get ready to prime the railgun. And it starts charging. And on the horizon, in the sky, it just starts to glow like the sun's rising. Mm. And it's not. It's gloomy. It's overcast. It's like it's like, like dust. Snowy, there is, the sun is gross. not rising. Yeah. Like, it looks like snow above you and snow below you. Like, it's just gray and white and dusty. And there's no color. Except over there, it looks like the sun's rising, except it's not the sun. It's the fucking, like, intercontinental railgun that Rusty's manning. And he's charging, and he's charging, and the music swells, and the ice worm jumps up out of the, out of the, out of the ground to pounce upon the, your team, and the music cuts out, and Rusty says, I won't miss. And the railgun goes, and all of a sudden, the, the sky is pierced with color as this ancient machine is struck by this gigantic railgun from across the other side of the planet and all of a sudden it erupts in a burst of color as it pierces through its coral armor and it's and the sky is ablaze in red and orange and blues and it tumbles to the ground and then you lay into it as hard as you can with the rest of your allies oh man it's such a cool moment and it happens three times in that fight and it's and then most of the time you die because you're learning the fight and so you have to do it all over again and it never gets tired yeah it never gets old yeah i i i think i i think i spoke about this scene I think, specifically I think you did. In, in vague terms when we spoke about it and it is just one of the like coolest things like it's just such a great like set piece mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. it is it is like it is exciting um the it is like it it is so also like like it, it's really quite active because like it doesn't happen unless you like set all those things in motion um and, and it's quite rare that you see all those other mechs helping you as well like normally you only have like one teammate with you yeah. at any time and and you also and so have, you're all you're all fucking around on the ground trying not to get hit and trying to trying to get your shots in. You also have to remember like how big you really are because you like it's 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 hard to forget the the scale and size of everything. And then when you sort of look down and see that you're like you know just like knocking over like street lamps and stuff. Yeah. And then you look at the size of this fucking like giant 
behemoth that you are fighting. Mm-hmm. And then you consider the size of the rail gun that is on like the other side of the fucking planet that mm-hmm. is firing at this thing. It is just so cool. They fuck with scale so much in this game and it is mm-hmm. it is always to its benefit. Um, There's a moment in chapter five that I that I got up to last night that was and I won't I won't go into the story and the bits of it there, but there's a moment yep. after you you defend an area for five minutes and and it allows the thing to happen and yep. the thing happens and I'm like, yeah, whoa, yeah. Uh-huh. whoa, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah, yeah, this game's pretty fucking sick. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, like the, the the whole ice worm fight is like such a highlight for moments for me this year. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like I've got I've got a couple of moments like that for me from Ghost Runner. Yeah, and 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 it it gets close to it starts nipping into Armored Core's heels. Honestly, like it it gets in there. Yeah, right. But yeah. Armored Core sits at a baseline level of cool. Yeah, at all times. Yes, that like Ghost Runner doesn't quite. So Ghost Runner hits those peaks where he gets above that baseline of Armored Core, but then Armored Core's moments, incredible moments, like the Sea Spider or Balteus or the the Strider in the first chapter, even like so many moments in just the first chapter. Yeah. Or like you said, even just how they casually constantly fuck with scale. Even just the the, the effects of the color of your boosters across this gray and pallid landscape or the, 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 the color of the coral, all the cutscenes, the the... The effects of even just the the vibes of of Walter over the over the comms or Rusty talking to you or talking about the Mercs or um what is it that Carla always calls you tourist with and uh, and and uh, Chatty they always call you tourist like there's Armored Core's baseline level is cool is so high and it constantly elevates it over and over and over again it's fantastic I, I think it's also fascinating how much characterization and and character moments you get from all of these people in this world um uh considering that you'd never see them like never mm. see their, their their face their their person um there's no video call where you see them there's no like little uh you know like uh, facetime dial in in a fight or whatever you don't see them when you're like at base calling each other to plan missions and stuff you only mm. know them from the mechs um, From the mechs and their logos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, which is which is because everyone's got their own logo, which is also cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got their own call sign. They've all got their own logo, and they've all got like really awesome like flavor text about like yep. like yep. where they came from, why they got into this, um, what it took for them to get here. Um, yeah, and it's it, I, I find it so fascinating that like Rusty is so explicitly cool as like a mm. character. F- as a character in a game full of like cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet we have no clue what he looks like. Um, yeah. You just yep. know him by what his mech looks like. Yeah. Which is this sharp and sleek Viper mech mm-hmm. or Vesper mech. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fucking, it's so cool. I also, uh, I, end of chapter, the end of chapter four boss is also really, really strong. Um, not just literally, but also in terms of a, a cool moment in the game. Um, what is it? The, the Ibis sea weapon, um, which is this very, it, it contrasts to almost every mech you come across up until that point. Like it's another armored core, but it's a, it's curved. It's, it's a very sleek sort of futuristic 
model of AC that you don't see in the game nearly at all up until that point. And it's full of all of this coral technology that's very impressive and very hard to dodge. Yeah, um, yeah. It definitely felt like the the next Baltaeus moment. Um, like there have been lots of little moments along the way, lots of little hurdles, but they always felt quite doable. This one, while it felt doable because I was, you know, 20 hours into the game, it was like, oh, yeah. here's the next hurdle. This is the next skill check. Like I've, I like, Baltaeus is so relatively early, well, like two hours into the game, two or three hours. Yeah. And then this one, here I am like 15 hours in or something like that. And it really took me to task. You know, it didn't take me longer than yeah. a day to get to, but it it that that mission really took me to task. Um, and then yeah, it was such a great payoff to to beat that boss with like two hundred health left or something like that, which is not much when you start with ten thousand. Yeah. And <laughs> and then all the cutscenes start to happen, and you get that that story payoff I was alluding to before. Man, what a cool game! I really hope to finish it this week. Yeah, you've got like a a small but still larger than you expect chunk left. Yeah, um, I know I've got like all of Act 5. I just, I don't know if it's going to be like Act 4 was, which was pretty, Act 2 and Act 4 are pretty concise. Yeah, no, it's 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 sort of it's sort of in the middle. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's right. not too short, not too long, but like it's, you've got a little bit to go because you've got a like... A handful of missions. Well, you've got a lot of story to wrap up is the thing. Um, and I feel like I'm getting all of the story in this chapter. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, there's still a bit. Um, but it's no. That's what I mean. I'm like in this chapter that I'm that I'm up to. I feel like oh. I'm about to get the 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 vast majority of the story in this chapter. You, you you're sort of getting the part of it, it's fascinating because like there are some games right where you sort of get like a lot of you get a lot of story over like and this actually this is not just games it's like movies and shows and stuff as well where it's like when you think about a show you often think about if it's a show you've finished like the final couple seasons usually mm. um, because usually like they sort of build towards this big thing. And then that's sort of like the end of it, but you don't often remember that, like, you know, there was a handful of seasons where this is not at all what the show was about, you know, like, mm-hmm. like we'll talk about it later, but like Breaking Bad, I think is one of those in Better Call Saul where like, you know, it's a, it's about these specific key moments, you know, like Gus building the beginning of his, you know, whole meth empire mm-hmm. But like you don't see him for like the first two seasons of the show barely. Yeah. Um in, in both of those shows. In, in both of those shows, exactly. Um but then you can't help but you can't think about breaking bad without Gus. You can't think about even better call Saul without Gus. Mm. And or breaking bad without Saul. Yeah, yeah. Um there's a lot of like things that like a lot of movies and stuff and, and shows do that. And I think that this mm. game kind of does that a little bit as well, where it's like the first couple like chapters of the game, they kind of blur together a little bit. Um, mm. Cause I, I have trouble remembering what happens in the second chapter. Um, but once things sort of kick off in like the end of the third into the fourth mm. and fifth chapters, like that's what I sort of remember the most. Yeah, chapter two is when Walter's like, I got to go deal with some things. And you start doing stuff with um, Air or Air or however yeah. you say that, um, which is going into RAD's territory and making your way across the landscape with that gigantic um, freight cannon. Yeah. And, and you also, like, you, you then, that's when you start to, to get to know the other factions as well. Yeah. Um, and that's when you meet Carla and, yeah. yeah. Oh, Carla's so cool. Carla's great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm very much looking forward to it. And and like you and I said 
you're like, you asked what decision I was going to make today because I told you I was up to that choice. And mm. I was like this, I was like, I'm thinking this one, but also I'm very keen to see what the other choice is like. And I'm pretty sure the like two choices that's been in the game prior to this really don't make that much of a difference in the long run. Um, like it's really felt like they don't, they don't do much necessarily. Like I still feel like I get to this focal decision point whether I'd make those other choices differently or not. Um, but from but this is this is a key decision. This is like pick a side basically that that I'm up to now. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see it and then to go through it again with my arsenal of weapons and my my knowledge and my ex- expertise and to make the other choice and see what happens. Are, are you familiar with what the new game plus for this game is? I know that things change. I know that something gets recontextualized, something changes. I'm not, uh, that's about as much as I know though. Okay. Do you know from playing or do you know from doing? I know from, from hearing. Uh, I know from, from, from reading. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and talking to other people about it. Um, it, yeah, it's, I think it's a really cool and interesting what they do. Mm. Um, do you become, do you become 622? Uh, no, yeah, it's, it just becomes Dark Souls, weirdly enough. Like, it's, it just turns into that, um, which I thought was a strange decision, but, like, you know. That's, you end up in Lordran. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Godric's there, and, like, and the... You've actually uh, built an Orlando. Yeah, like, but it's weird, because, like, Sekiro was there, and and, and, <laughs> and so was, um, like, uh, so was German. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Gascoigne's not a werewolf yet. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. The doll. Uh, I'm, yeah, so I'm very excited to play more of that this week and to finish it. There was there was one part, and I'll, and I'll wrap this up quickly though. Uh, but there was one part I was thinking of, which is why did I fall off and why haven't I gone back? Why has it taken me this long to go back to Armored Core? And I and and I was thinking that as I was going through all these levels, and I'm like, man, this is so fun, it's so cool, I, I like it so much. Why did I fall off? Because I remember feeling a bit like it's good, it's good, it's great. Uh, not, but but having moments of like, eh, I don't know. And then I got to this like skill check. I got to this end of chapter four fight and I died and I died and I died and I started feeling frustrated. I'm like, that's the reason. That's the reason why. Because I'm, I'm, my, my patience isn't tuned in for Armored Core Trial and Error because yeah. I like this game when, I, when it's challenging and I apply myself, but when I kind of get through it. And so when I hit the challenge, it's like, it's fine. It's okay. I do get through it, but it does dampen my mood a little bit i do get a little bit like oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been interesting to uh reflect on but anyway that's enough about armored core uh we're definitely going to be talking about it come december though yeah yeah yep yeah yep uh jeremy carrie talk to me about mario wonder i beat mario wonder you beat it. I beat it. How much did you have left this last week? Uh, about a, a a world and a half. Um, but I was taking a pretty pretty cruisy. I'd sort of like just do a little bit here and there, and then play a mission or two yeah. on my lunch break and, and stuff like that. Nice. Um, yeah, this game is really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, the I I I went through all the worlds. They all felt um unique. They all felt mm-hmm. um, exciting. Um, I think that the the lava world is perhaps a little bit long, um, but overall it's very good. Uh, I got one hundred um, of the wonder seeds, 
um, which 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 is which is not not all of them. Um, okay. but, but that was that was that was about where I got to when I finished it. Um, I don't know. I don't exactly know how many wonder seeds there are, but when you beat the game, it's like they give you a little like indicator, being like, "Hey, like now that you've beaten the game and you're sort of just doing it on like you know completionist mode at this point, um, we're just, we're gonna like uh, give you like an idea of like how many missions are available in in the other worlds that you haven't beaten." Um, right. And I I thought I was quite thorough. Right. And I was like, oh, well, like, I've beaten the main game. I'll just, like, jump in, see how many I can sort of, like, quickly finish before I go to sleep. Yeah. And I opened up, and I was like, oh, I missed a lot. <laughs> Turns out there's a lot of missions here that I did not know were there. Yeah, And wow. like, I'm, like, looking at a world and being like, where are these? Where are they? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't expect to be so, like, so, like, 75 to 80 percent of my way through the level yeah, i thought yeah, i was closer yeah. to like 95 or something yeah that's funny yeah how many of the special world levels did you do along the way so i fit i i i'm up to what i believe is the last one but i don't have enough of the special world wonder seeds to unlock the final one um because right so that means it can't be the last one then because you need to do the other ones to get those seeds uh yeah, sorry, sorry. So, like, I've got, I think, about maybe two. Maybe two or three, I think. Um, there's more than I thought is the thing. Like, it, and it's, it's also hard to tell because, like, I can't, like, look at the map and see. I can only sort of see where I can go. Um, yeah. I think about two or three. Okay. Um, I think there's six of the ones that you, like, I think there's six. There's one on each of the worlds. I think I'm pretty sure. I, I, there might be more than that. Okay, right. Okay. Um, but that's still like six plus. Yes. Yeah. yeah so, so once once you hit a certain amount of the special wonder seeds, um, or secret wonder seeds, whatever they are, um, you then, then can open that one in the middle, right? That yeah, level in the center. Yeah, but that one in the middle then sends you up up the next level, and there's even more up there that you need to find. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's more than just the ones you can see there. There's more on top of that. Yeah, that's intense. Yeah. How many of them unlock when you finish the game or are they all there before you get to the end? Uh, sorry, what do you mean? Like, do you know if, like, you beat the game and then levels unlock? Uh, I've not seen like, that. Like, post-game stuff? I, okay. I, I don't think that's post-game stuff. I think it's just, like, you now have all the scenes. More game stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, this game is very good. This is a very good video game. Um. I think it's very fascinating that like, and like we've spoken about this a little bit, but like, I think it's very fascinating that they have returned to a 2d Mario um, mm-hmm. at the end of the Nintendo switch um, when they began it with a 3d Mario, um, mm-hmm. like one of the greats. And then they've ended with one of the best 2d Mario's um, it's, it's extraordinarily impressive. Um, the the I, I ended up turning off the online component um only mm. because I I wanted the challenge. Um, yeah, totally. I felt the same. But I think now that I've finished the game, um, aside from this like the really hard worlds, I think I'm gonna turn it back on and just sort of like enjoy how silly and fun and like funny um mm. the online component actually is. Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot of really like I've seen a lot of really good moments coming out of that from social media and from friends and stuff and like telling stories about like, Oh, like I, I like um friend of the show, Ollie uh, showed me a video today on his switch where he had, uh, 
two other people standing on, on the end of a ledge with him yeah. and the third, um, well, like the, the fourth player, um, third that isn't him, um, was like continuously jumping off the side of the edge but wasn't able to like make it up yet. And mm. so they were just like sliding on the edge and then jumping and then doing a spin and then trying to trying to slowly gain height. <laughs> and the other three were just like, like sort of crouching, just watching, just watching. Yeah. Until he, he eventually made his way onto the top and then made it on top of the platform. And then everybody spammed like happy face, happy face, happy face on yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah. And they were just before the end of the level as well. So all of them finished the level at the same time. Oh, that's so cool. It was so cool. Um, And it's, I didn't expect that from a Mario game of all, mm-hmm. of all places. Like it, that, like fundamentally, in my mind, it's a single player thing. Like they're just single player games, but that is a definitely like a, that's like a souls kind of online moment almost, which is just hilarious that that, that is happening in there. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. It, it's, it's really quite strange. <laughs> it is. And it's, and I think, I, I hope that sticks around. I think like, mm, I think mm-hmm. it's a really great way to assist other people without like, because it's kind of a middle ground in between, you know, just straight hard Mario um, and like the assist mode characters, which are kind of like very easy mode. Um, there's mm-hmm. not a whole lot of like wiggle room in between the two, um, but this kind of feels like that almost in a way. It's, there's a there's like a help you out, but you can't rely on it, um, mm-hmm. which which is fascinating. Um, uh, the last level is 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 really quite good. Um, it's 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 very very creative um and mm. such a such a victory lap um as as mario games i feel often do um it's such a victory lap for like like hey how good is this game kind of yeah like like what if we just show you a lot of the things you've done condensed and to remind you like how much fun you had through this whole game yeah um I hope they never stop doing that um, totally. be- because it's, it's great. And it's also like, it, it was one of my favorite parts of, of Mario Odyssey was going through like dark side of the moon and then darker side of the moon. Um, yeah. Just like so good. Yeah. That's, that's one of my fondest memories with, with Odyssey was um, the post game. Yeah. Um, moon, dark side and darker side. Yeah. Challenges. Yeah. Cause they, they were hard. Like they, they, they were, were hard. They required some serious, like, uh, dominance over the controls. Um, yeah, yeah, and a lot of determination. I mm. mean, we, I know, I know a number of our friends who got up to it and put a lot of time into it and just didn't complete it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. It, it's it's good to hear that um that it's like that for this one as well. Yeah. Have yeah. you have you had many moments of of intense difficulty or or um real challenges i mean some of those secret levels are pretty nuts like that music block one that i think everyone everyone spoke about on social media yeah i i think that that was probably the hardest level for me i like again i haven't finished the secret world so like i haven't done the last level in there yet. yeah um but that was probably the hardest one that i've done so far was that original musical one like i i like left and came back to it um which is the only time i've ever done that in one of these um a lot of the time when I when I die in games like in 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 this game is I'm like it's often me being greedy. Um, it's oh. it, it, it's like oh like I'm just gonna like I can get that coin. Well, like like that or like I'm gonna hold down run because I'm just fucking running and I don't want to I don't want to slow down. 
And so yeah. I'm, I'm then making the jumps way harder for myself. And when they work, I feel like, you know, I, like elation, but like oftentimes I, I fuck it up and then I'm like, oh, yeah. but I w- also want to get the purple coin. And um, Did you ever use the um, the the stamp? It's one of the like rainbowy foil ones at the end. It's like the automatically run at like 150% speed at all times. No, stamp, like, I, did, I didn't badge. see, I didn't find that one. That's oh. an early one because yeah, I, I, right. I, I, I've got it. And, and it's so uncontrollable. <laughs> I've never used it since doing the challenge that it, that gave it to me but that sounds like that could be right up your alley because it's it's such a complete fuck around with the controls a lot of those foil kind of shiny stamps are so not good like not 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 useful there's one which is auto jump like you are you are hopping forever i think i i I found that one recently yeah and it's like it's not good to use no and then I I've sort of forgot about it because I never used it. And then towards the end of the game, they give you the like challenge mode version of mm. that level with that one. And it was it was pretty tricky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's like dumb hard. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of uh in Galaxy, they've got that spring Mario power up, which which never felt good because you get a lot of air with each bounce is like boing, boing. And it's, and, and to like turn around is to like, it's this whole like circular, like, like come back around to it kind of motion. So yeah. 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 I'm not surprised to hear that. It's cool that it's in there though. And they're, they're like, fuck it, equip it if you want, (laughs) whatever you want. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. There's, um, there's definitely going to be YouTube videos about that. There was one that I got towards the end, which was a stamp where, when you run off a ledge, you mm. continue running for a little bit further than what you expect, like maybe like five oh. blocks. Um, oh, like, oh, five blocks, okay. Yeah, yeah, like like a fair chunk, and then you can jump. Um, yeah, it's a bit of coyote time. Yeah, yeah, and then they give you a level that is based around that, and it mm. felt so wrong. Like, it felt so <laughs> wrong to purposely run off and then jump much later to make it was i had to override my brain for every jump in that level to because i was just so used to jumping at the perfect time as opposed to jumping well after i was meant to yeah totally Um, it's 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 quite cool it's quite cool um so yeah i don't know if i'll um I don't think I'm gonna hundred percent it. I think it's 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 probably like it take too much time for me to do, and I, I want to start getting to other stuff. Um, now, is that because you don't want to do like the flagpoles and the coins in every level, or you don't want to do I, all the levels? I, I don't have I don't have much of an interest in 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 uh, I, I have no interest in flagpole hunting. I have mm. nearly no interest in like in the purple coin hunting. I think that like that's if you see them, you'll get them, and if you miss them, then whatever. Yeah, like I will, I will go out of my way to get them, but I won't. If I reach the end of a level and realize I've missed one, I I won't go back for it. Totally. Um, but I I would like to hopefully like I want to finish the secret world. I think, and then I'll probably just call it there. Um, maybe get all the badges. Um, and that's probably about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, I don't I I there, there's too but there's too much in this year for me um 200% super mario brothers wonder yeah you got to you got to do that second playthrough of armored core yeah i thought i i thought about that and i'm like i don't think i'm going to be able to do that before the no year. no <laughs> I've, I've got i've got two alan wake games to finish two alan wake games and spider-man and nah, spider-man's gone for me um for the year yeah 
Oh, wow. I thought you were going to maybe get to it for December. No, no. Oh, maybe we haven't spoken about this. Yeah, no, I've I've just written off that game. I'm like, I'm not playing this before the, before the end of the year. Um, oh, maybe you, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't ever go back. Uh, no, I'll probably go back because it's it's still fun. Um, and I I I think about playing that game a bit, being like, oh, I wouldn't mind actually just spending a couple hours here and there. Um, but I've got I've got too many other games that I think are more important for me to play leading into game of the year than than a yeah, game totally. than than a game I know is definitely not going to be in my top five. Yeah, I think if. <sighs> I'm trying to think of what I, I I want to prioritize before the end of the year, and mm-hmm. I, I need to finish Tears of the Kingdom before the end of the year. Yeah, that's one of mine. And and I want to finish Alan Wake too because I think I'll be about halfway through it. Yeah, also one of mine. But I think just thinking about that now and thinking about how it's not blowing my socks off like it has for a lot of other people, I'm I'm coming around to the thought of maybe it's time I I really make sure I put in the time to get the separate ways DLC done for this year. Because I think I, I I might enjoy that more than what's Alan Wake 2. What separate ways? Resident Evil 4's DLCs. Oh. That's not that long though, is it? No, it's three or four hours. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, I forget about it. I, I, have a, I have a potential counterpoint for you. Okay. Put more time into Baldur's Gate 3. I have been doing that. Oh, cool. Uh, I've been playing with Sam. We're like 13, 14 hours into our co-op save because we're playing together it's pretty slow um but it's fun it's fine it's happy i was talking to one of my co-workers today and i was like what have you been playing and he was like oh yeah just like mostly just boulders gate 3 i'm playing it like i'm only playing it with my partner Mm. and but he's like i think we're coming close to the end of it now and i was like how many hours have you put in he's like about 150 (laughs) fucking hell and like again it's it's slower with co-op um but i was like that's 300 collective hours (laughs) Yeah, totally. He's like, oh, totally. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that game's co-op is so cool. It's so robust. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love that you could just it's start so natural up in as well. And just go wherever you want. Yeah. Like, it does really feel like you're both just playing the game together separately. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's very, very good. Uh, well, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be talking about Breaking Boys in the <laughs> in the in the. In the game hot drop for the breaking boys hey we'll be right back everyone (laughs) welcome back to the minimap cast i realized as i threw to the break there that saying breaking boys with no context is a very strange thing to say so i just wanted to make sure i address that at the start of the break <laughs> i've been hanging on to that for like 30 minutes because i said it and I, and I immediately put my head in my hands but we're talking about the boys from breaking bad is what we are about to talk about um uh we also spoke about so many things like synthesizers mm. and i i've got my saxophone here i've got my saxophone out on stream i didn't play it because doesn't really work over Discord. It was a good break. Yeah. And now we're here to talk about the Breaking Bad Boys. We were going to do Saul, but we backpedaled on that. Yeah, I think I want to have it a little bit more condensed for now. Mm. And that way we could do the 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 Better Call Boys, which, is, which could be Saul and Lalo. Saul and Lalo. We could. I, I, think, I think I would want to do like... Bob Odenkirk, Bob Odenkirk and, and Rhea Seahorn together. I think. Oh, that that... yeah, Rhea Seahorn. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. But 
I think that's, I think, I think you say her name is Ray. Oh, is it Ray? Right. I think so. I might be wrong. Or Raya. I'm, I'm not, I can't remember. It's yeah. hard. It's got, a, there's an H in there. I don't know. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul. Yeah. Now, Jeremy, the, the prompt is taking the actors and putting them in a game. Yes. Not the characters. No, no. Right. Now, the reason I say this is because the first thing I thought of when I put this, when I tried to come up with an answer to this question was a role for Walter White in a game. <laughs> okay. And, what was, and that, was, that, got, was reason, that God of War? <laughs> no, it wasn't God of War. It was Tekken. I couldn't, Tekken. Get, I couldn't get the image of Walter White in Tekken out of my head, grappling <laughs> in like alternate costume variations where it's like him without pants in his in his like old man tidy whities uh, and, so and like grabbing people by the belt and like throwing them around yeah. throwing throwing the like the thing that he explodes in Tuco's face at, at people as like a projectile attack yeah, and, yeah. and I don't know like I just he's, I he's got a the image of this like bumbling man but with the malice of Heisenberg with no physical acumen yeah. doing an okay job in a fighting game yeah his close up he's, he's got like the, the shot of the plate that breaks off yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the first season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, another projectile could be the the gigantic family pizza, <laughs> although the magnet, the the, the giant electromagnet on the side on, that they used. Oh, in the in the in the truck in season five. Yeah. yeah. God, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that, a. That... I'm thinking of like fatalities for yeah. some route, which is not really like you know putting someone in a barrel. That's Mortal Kombat. That um that scene with the magnet just really quick aside is maybe the most fantasy part of the entire show it's so silly and it's such a clear point we're gonna we're gonna we're clearly going to diverge into talking about the show through this and that's a, a bit yeah and um, but that that scene because it's the first episode of season five and 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 it's such a a clear indication of the difference in direction that happens as a part of that season like season five they were like look are we going to do one are we not are we going to do it i don't know okay we are going to do it it's going to be two halves of a season it's a bit longer and but they they cover so much ground in that final season every episode is very dense and that first episode where they're like oh we won it's all fine and gus is going to, is dead and it's fine oh no they stole hard drives and we can't do anything about it because they're an evidence lockup we need to wipe them with an electromagnet that's strong enough that it wipes them on the other side of the wall. You're right. It is the most fantasy thing of the whole series. It's such a clear divergence in tone for the entire series. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's marked very clearly from the first episode of that season with that stunt. It's so bizarre. Yeah. It should have realistically been season five. And then the final part of season five should have been season six. Or something because like it's they they feel so different that final chunk yeah yeah um, it, it it stops being quite um almost meditative in in its pacing in the way that like seasons one and two and three and four are yeah. and it becomes a fucking roller coaster it yeah. goes so fast yeah and they they do a good job to do that and preserve the tone of the show through that but it is very different yeah. 
so what do you, what do you, what's one of your answers, Jeremy? I assume they don't involve Walter White in Tekken. No, no. So so my, my first one, which is like, it was like a really easy one to start to sort of get my, my brain going in that direction. Um, the first one that I wrote down was just like, uh, Brian Cranston as Mario and um, and Aaron Paul as Luigi, um, <laughs> just like the, the they sort of similar like age gap kind of. Um, oh, I consider them as having like a two year age gap, Mario and Luigi. Yeah, but I think like like uh, so in the in the live action film from the nineties, like it's sort of it's it's it feels like it's about ten years. Yeah, like um, he's a much younger Luigi, isn't he? Yeah, he, like he's like in his early twenties, and I think like Bob Hoskins probably close to his forties, yeah. um, if not later. Um, uh, that like that 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 sort of version of Mario and Luigi, um, the much older brother, much younger brother version, um, I think could be quite funny. Mm. Um, I think that, you know, obviously Brian looks pretty good with a mustache. I think Aaron probably could as well. Also, like, mm-hmm. similar stature, like, you know, like, Aaron is a bit thinner. What They could they could put, like, give give Brian a, a bit more weight, a bit more of a rotund, mm. a, a rotund Italian plumber man. Um, <laughs> that, that's basically, I didn't really have a whole lot to go off on that one, but I thought that that would be an easy one, at least to get my brain going in that direction. Yeah, for sure. Um, that that's that's a good that's a good Kickstarter. Yeah. He- hearing hearing either of them say Wahoo, I think would be really weird and interesting as well. I feel like I couldn't, I can't see them doing those roles unironically. Yeah, like I feel like it, it'd be like watching an SNL skit. It, yeah, it feels a little bit like that. Yeah. 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 Right, what's I, what's uh, one of yours? So I thought for Brian Cranston, and this is what I thought you thought of for Brian Cranston. Can okay. Wait. Yeah. No, you, you, and, you, and, you, and and you, you said it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I think I know what, what, I don't know. Like, I think, I think the one that I picked is something that it sounded like you had picked as well. I don't know. We, we, we started vibing off of each other there and you were like, I think I know what you picked, but it's not what I actually picked, but I see why you thought I picked that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so for Brian Cranston, I thought he would fit really well as part of the supporting cast members in Wolfenstein. Oh, this is not at all where I was going. <laughs> oh, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I feel cool. like he would do really good as like, there's like a wacky older scientist. It's like the, yeah, who like, who like manages all of the random tech S- they set. keep unearthing. These, or set yeah, or set. set. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They free him from the prison in the first game and yeah. he's, in the, he's in the ship the whole time in the second one. I reckon he would do that role really well because Brian's got set excellent comedy chops. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like terrific comedy chops. He's got so much range and I think he would, he would take that role and run it. He would elevate that role as much as he could. Yeah. Um, Having a monkey with a cat head or whatever, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And caring a lot about and running around the the lab and. So, so is that is that just for Brian? Is that is is yeah. Aaron? All right, because so you weren't going to say Aaron Paul is oh, BJ Blazkowicz. <laughs> no, but that's not bad. I don't think that's good. I don't think I, he's that. It's not. It's not a neat fit, but it's not bad. No. See, okay, so now I'm going to share what I thought that you thought the one that I thought it was. Yeah. 
which was Brian as um, Sully and Aaron as Nate. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. That did cross my mind, both of them, independently. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it neither of them really fit. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I didn't immediately go like that's like a that's like a slam dunk. Um, no, but like I think I think Sully's not dramatic enough or comedic enough. I feel like to really make the proper use of Brian Cranston. I think that he is a good middle ground. Yeah, like I think that he's he, yeah he's a little bit too. Um, is is a little bit too dorky almost. Yeah, um, but also very sarcastic and a little snarky at times. Yeah, yeah, like he, like like Sully is like an ex James Bond, like you know, like yeah. like twenty five years ago he was like the hottest guy, like mm. imaginable. Whereas Brian like is is not that kind of like type character. Yeah, actor. yeah, I, I see that. Um. The I'm wh- sure he could play that role fine. Oh, totally, totally. It just looking at it, yeah, it's not a neat fit. My- Neither is Aaron as Drake, I don't think. Uh, no, but what I did have, which I think is a really good fit, I think, is I think you could actually do a version of V and Johnny Silverhands, which V was Aaron Paul and Johnny oh, Silverhands yeah. is Brian Cranston. I think that there's a way that works. Yeah, right. Because because Brian can play menacing, menacing, but also like contemplative and poetic, and yeah, yeah. I reckon that, that there's like, there's a bit of meat for him to chew on that with that role. Yeah, that's um, a really that's really good. He wouldn't have like Keanu's Keanu almost has like a drawl with Johnny Silverhand that I think really lends itself well to the like the the cynicism that like oozes out of his character at all times. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure Brian could get there with something, but like, yes. um, I, I really like that pull because yeah. I think that's a great pick for Aaron. Yeah, totally. Um, right, like he he could fit that kind of like you know a like a bit a, like a bit in the dumps, kind of trying to make his way up in gangs and and underbellies kind rough. of rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but also he's like he's got it. his soft moments. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know that that was saying all of that. It does sound a lot like Jesse, but without the like dumbfounded teenage kid who can't get off weed angle as well <laughs> yeah like i think it's like a, a more a more like a, a more immediately likable jesse yeah um yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it took me a bit to try and get away from jesse um while trying to cast aaron um yes I've, I've, yeah 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 totally I've, I've got one a little later but we'll get there yeah. what's 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 your next one well it's funny because because i thought of a role for walter white <laughs> i also then just went and picked one for jesse yeah um and 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 I realized I actually kind of delineated because I don't, I haven't really seen Aaron Paul in much else that isn't Breaking Bad. And I realized I kind of delineated Jesse and Aaron when I tried to do these thoughts as like young Jesse, like season one, season two Jesse, where he's really young and like, like energetic and like goofy a lot and quite naive compared to El Camino Jesse. Sure. Um, and that being sort of my reference of like what Aaron Paul could do when not just being Jesse, even though that was Jesse, but it's a very different Jesse. Like it's, you know, it's, it's weird, but that's kind of how that balanced out in my head. Mm. Um, but for Jesse, I thought for, for really young Jesse, who's a bit kind of loopy and he's doing drugs, but sometimes he's not, and he cares about things, but also he's like a, a gangster and he's like peddling drugs. Like he's, he has no idea what he's doing with his life and he's quite smart, but he, he never, had the means to, or the, 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 to apply that to anything that wasn't like street stuff. Yeah. I think he would do really well 
as a stranger's mission from GTA when you're driving down the side of the road and someone just shouts at you and you pull over and, and, and you get roped into a 10 or 15 minute mission, or even just you sit there for a monologue of him. And he, and like, I think the thing that could work so well with that is he wouldn't need to need to be in a, the middle of a crisis or in the mm. middle of like a, like a come down off of like a, a, a three day, like cocaine bender or whatever. Like he could just be himself and, and, be the focus of one of those missions where you come across someone who's so bizarre um, and he would work perfectly in that scenario, I think. I, I did have a similar thought off of that, which was like similar, similar like structure. But for me, I think I, I kind of want to see both of them almost more in the Red Dead Redemption world. Oh, um, yeah. Because I think they could both be pretty yeah. cool cowboys. Yeah. Um, Part of Dutch's gang. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brian being a Dutch type figure, like the mm. idea of him being like the oh. the guy trying to like keep everybody together, but is with that bit of charisma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe like like I didn't immediately want to I didn't immediately want to put Jesse in the in the um John Marsden type character, but I wanted to put yeah. him maybe, um maybe someone who is sort of like especially like a specialist kind of guy um maybe even like micah even some guy that like yeah. has got a bit of trouble to him but like one of the younger guys yeah but like but give him like a give him a little bit of villain in him like make him mm. more of an immediate villain than brian oh that's fun yeah yeah um, yeah 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 like ma- malice yeah 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 make him kind of a scumbag yeah. Um, and see where you can sort of take that. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, he could handle that really well. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, this is a dumb one. Uh, uh, Aaron Paul as Cloud and um, <laughs> uh, uh, Brian Cranston as uh, Sephiroth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they, they've got a lot of monologuing to do. A lot of, yeah, a lot that's of an old Sephiroth. Sephiroth is very smooth. Yes, and Brian Cranston is 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 becoming wrinklier by the day. But the idea of uh, like Sephiroth saying things like you know, fucking uh, those who look with clouded eyes see nothing but shadows. You know, yeah. give him some really high, like high, seven seconds till the end. Yeah, give him give him some really fucking intense, godly shit to say. Yeah, really esoteric, completely divorced from reality. That which lies ahead does not yet exist. Our world will become a part of it one day, but I will not end, nor will I have you end. You know, like just get fucking nuts with it. <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And Aaron forever just going like. Huh? Like I'm not I'm I'm not a soldier anymore. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't know when he comes yeah, out. Like where's where's my money? Yeah. Yep. I, I it's hard because they're also anime in that game. They're also like <laughs> dull smooth. Every single character in that game. And that except you, I guess Don Corneo. You can have fucking wedge be um. Uh, oh, fucking badger! Badger! <laughs> I forgot about that. That's so funny. Yeah. 
because uh, those who aren't aware, in Final Fantasy VII Remake, the voice actor for Wedge in the game is played by the person who plays Badger in Breaking Bad. Yep. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, so I, this is my last one here. So I just had like one for one for each of them, <laughs> their characters from Breaking Bad and the actors. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is my last one. But for Aaron Paul, which is basically just El Camino Jesse, um, kind of gruff but also clumsy, but also just dealing with it and just pushing ahead anyway. And he's got ideas, but he, it's kind of by the skin of his teeth. I was thinking for a game, and I actually thought, I don't know if he could... I don't know if I'd want this as like performance capture, like facial capture, like his likeness in this role, mm-hmm. but at least the acting and at least for this type of role, I think he could do really well as Wolverine. Interesting. You know what I mean? And, and again, that, and, and it's taking the, those, those sort of actions that you see in El Camino and sort of like translating that into a role. And I think, I think a bumbling comp, like competent yet bumbling mutant who is very violent and just trying to just trying to get his own way not in like a not in like a oh, I want to be rich kind of way but in like a I want to get away from it all I want I want people to leave me alone kind of a thing I just want to escape like I I see that really yeah. like one to one in those actions in that role Yeah now I don't know if he like I that is why I I don't I can't look at Aaron Paul with his likeness and see Wolverine, no. which is why I say maybe not his likeness, but like sticking his performance, I reckon he could pull off a Wolverine voice and a Wolverine characterization pretty well. And sticking his performance into that kind of a situation. Wolverine is very that gruff though. He is very gruff, but he, he can be gruff. And I think his voice is, his, his voice is older than I think we give it credit for. Cause we think of like, younger Jesse a lot when I think of Aaron Paul. But I think these days he's he's not he's not there. I think he can run at that gruff if he wants to. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be like comics Wolverine. It wouldn't be like, uh, hey Bub. Well I like all of that like like cigar smoking, like like constantly there but doesn't want to be there, but he's always there. Like it wouldn't be that version of Wolverine, I don't think. It'd be a more modern, solitary take on the character that I see playing out. Just bouncing off that, I th- I think it may be that there's a world where he could be a, a daredevil like, oh, um, because he's got he he's got the sensitivity to him, and I think he could be like you know the 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 like the not quite smooth talking, but at least convincing genuine lawyer in the courtroom, but also mm. the, the, the vigilante man without fear at night as well. That, that I like, he mind. could, he could go as hard as daredevil needs to yeah, and yeah. run as like surface level as Matt Murdock needs to. Yeah. Does he have the, the playboy charm of, of blind Matt Murdock lawyer? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think that he's not explicitly a playboy no, 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 like, but, like, he's a player. It kinda. Like, he's, a lot of the time, like, he kinda is just getting with a lot of people, you know? Yeah, I think, look, I think when you cast someone as hot as Charlie Cox, that there's a, that, that comes with a certain level of, of just 
raw sex appeal. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it kind of just writes itself into the show. Yeah, um, right. Because because you saw that happen in She Hulk. He was in he's in <laughs> yeah. it for thirty minutes and immediately paired off. Yeah, Be- because like it, it, in my mind, like he he's always got two loves, um, Matt, which is Karen, um, and God. God, uh, <laughs> sorry, no, sorry. God, um, no, it's 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 always Karen and it's always Electra. Um, yes, yes. Uh, and is that like a Matt thing and a Daredevil thing, or yeah, yeah? Like, like look, like he, he slept around. Like, it, like every, yeah. all the Avengers have slept around. Like Hawkeye for a long time was famously like, uh, like a shitty playboy. Yeah. Um, and, and then the movies came along and made him a family guy for some fucking reason. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I think, I think that that, that, that could have worked. Um, Alex in the chat has a good one, which says Walter White is cooking mama <laughs> yeah. or is in cooking mama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it's cooking. Cause let's cook. Um, uh, I could see Aaron also as a, as a, as a star Lord type as well, I guess just to, just to round off on my, Oh yeah. And guardians. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Perhaps. no, that would that would work well, especially thinking of um, was it Chris? No, it was Idos who who did uh who did Guardians for Square. Yeah. Um, and all of their characters shout a lot. He'd 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 play well into that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, they all did shout a lot. Um, the the last couple that I've got, um, Brian Cranston as uh, Snake, and uh, Aaron Paul as Raiden. <laughs> Oh my god! Wow, which kind of works a little bit. Kind of, yeah, just a little bit. Just their voices, obviously, but like, see, that's so funny because I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going in. Oh no! All right, <laughs> here we go. Strap in. Because, because Brian Cranston's too old for Snake in my head, and Aaron Paul's too young for, no, it's too old for Raiden. So what I would do in my head now is actually more something like, uh. Aaron Paul as Solid Snake and Brian Cranston as Big Boss, which is the original version of Snake from like right, the 70s. Right. Because I was Solid a, Snake is the clone I, I, who is younger, but then he ages a lot. But so then they end up the, both, both the same age. So I don't know. They don't they don't interact until they're both very old. So like it doesn't doesn't make any sense. But I, I was thinking more Raiden from Revengeance. Oh, um, Cyborg Raiden. Yeah, and I was also thinking oh. uh, whatever version of Snake. He's he's very angry. Yeah, yeah. And whatever version of Snake um, from Metal Gear Solid Five. Um, yeah, that's bit. So that's that's Big Boss. Yeah, but, but young, like, young, boss. young. Yeah, because yeah. like he's like Brian and Kiefer Sutherland have some similarities. Okay. Um, just, just like in their like tone and voice and, and, and the level. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like I, I could, I could have seen that game not be Kiefer, but actually be Cranston. Yeah, totally. Cranston could also do a good ocelot, I reckon with the, is it, cause he, he gets a bit older and like the longer hair, a bit grislier. Um, and yeah. also when he gets taken over by liquid snake, he has a lot of monologuing and he could handle those just absolutely nonsensical monologues i also kind of thought what if what if uh aaron paul as metal gear solid 3 ocelot yeah 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 like yeah. The, the young really young dickhead. really naive yeah yep um and then you can get Rhea seahorn as 
uh, big as boss in that at the oh, end. Oh, his boss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not a bad pull, actually. <laughs> That's really not a bad pull. Uh, um, oh, man. Uh, I had like, um, <laughs> I had. Uh, Aaron, Did that come up because we were talking about Snake from Simpsons and then Snake Plissken? No, 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 it didn't. It didn't. No, okay. Um, uh, this is this is this is another more more of a dumb one, but um, Aaron Paul as Leon and um, oh, and uh, Brian Cranston as Wesker. <laughs> yeah, Wesker. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's really good, actually. <laughs> it's so stupid. I love that. It's so silly. Um, or even Chris, you could have him as Chris Redfield. Yeah, you could have him as as Resi Eight. Chris. Yes, yeah, giant, huge Chris Redfield. Giant, huge, operative, doesn't tell anyone anything, is a jerk, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be awesome. God, um, Chris is such a dickhead in those games. I know, I know. I love how in in that game, um, uh, Heisenberg Heisenberg um, calls yeah. <laughs> uh, calls. Chris um, Boulder Puncher or something <laughs> because of the fucking uh, Resident Evil 5 thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, God, that's funny. Uh, I, I only have one more, and this is just an Aaron Paul one. I'm sure you could throw Brian in here in some, in some fashion, but um, Aaron Paul as a uh, infamous type character. Oh, yeah, as a Cole. Yeah, like Cole or like, like you know, even... even Desmond? They made a new what's what's his name? Delson. Delson. Delson Rowe. Yeah. Um like like a you know youngish guy, even though like I think Aaron Paul at this point is now like 40 years old. Yeah, um, yeah, he is. Uh it doesn't look it. He doesn't look it. Um Yeah, like you could you he, he could be a rogue. He he's good as a rogue type. Aaron Paul is 44. There you go. How old's Brian? Like 60? I think he's about 65. Yeah. Um, um, People also search for. Oh, really? He's sixty-seven. Yeah, I, I really. That's great for sixty-seven. I really want Aaron Paul to be, um, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, yeah. Like, like in the movies or whenever they eventually introduce Ghost Rider. That would be awesome. Either him or Keanu. But if Keanu is Ghost Rider, I think Keanu is pushing it. He's pushing sixty. Yeah, but he still got it. <laughs> he is, but I don't know that he's got it for that much longer. Like he'll he'll have it for as long as he can, but I don't know how much longer he's got it. The the, the other the other casting I wouldn't mind for for Johnny for Johnny Blaze is um Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I I've he, never he seen him in anything. You know, I haven't watched Walking Dead and I haven't played Death Stranding, and that's all I know him from. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, what's his range like? Because he always seems, he always just seems like he he broods. He is quite brooding. Um, I think that works for Johnny. <laughs> like, right. Honestly, like I think that works for Johnny Blaze. Um, like it works enough. Like like he's an ex stunt guy that has you know been fucked over by the devil a million times. Right. Okay. Like he's he's a bit jaded. So uh, Keanu is. 59 years old. Yeah. He was born in Lebanon. There you go. Um, yeah, those are those are our breaking boy picks. Those are our breaking boys. 
that was that was good. That was very fun. Are there any 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 other quick ones you got off the dome? I barely got those four out, so <laughs> definitely not. I I was very impressed with the like dozen ideas you had. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, they, this did not come quickly or easily <laughs> to me. Uh, so I was just glad I got I got what I got. I'm just going to have a, a one final cheeky look at all the art books that I've got next to me in case anything else really stands out. Yeah, Brian Cranston is Ratchet and uh, Aaron Paul is Plank. <laughs> I did think about what if you had um, uh, fucking Jack and Baxter. <laughs> yeah, except I would have Aaron Paul as Jack and Brian Cranston as Baxter. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I think that that's probably about it. Like, unless you wanted to have, like, Aaron Paul as like guardian and brian cranston as ghost in destiny guardian and ghost yeah oh my god some of the most charismatic yeah. uh characters in all of games you could put them both in a um in a dragon age or in a in a in a mass oh, effect in a fantasy setting well no like in a bioware thing I or in an rpg setting yeah right, right. they could they could thrive there yeah, yeah, they could. Uh, famously, Martin Sheen was in a lot of Mass Effect 2 and 3. Um, Brian Cranston could easily do a role like that. Like, uh, I, I think Brian's in the same position now as like a... Like, like, he could be the lead famous actor in a Bethesda RPG, right? He could be the... the like Liam Neeson was. Yeah, like Liam Neeson or um, Patrick Stewart in Oblivion, right? Like, you know, have like yep. your... Your leading actor who's had a tremendous amount of experience is a known voice. You give him a massive role. Would you put either of them thinking thinking along the lines of, of Gus uh, Fring, mm-hmm. would you put either of them in the role of a villain in a Far Cry game? Like, yeah, I think the thing is that, like, I don't really care about Far Cry villains that much. No, neither do I. So like, it's also funny because Michael Mando and um, right. who, who who plays Gus? What's his? I, I can't remember Gus Gus's names. He's uh, Giancarlo actor. Esposito. Yeah, Gian, Giancarlo. Um, they've both now been the villains. Yes, probably some have. of the better villains in Far Cry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think hmm. that that is hilarious. In that, in just thinking about that. Um, yeah. Uh, because around the same time as well was when also Jonathan Banks, who played Mike, was in Batman Arkham Knight as Jim, yeah, but as only Jim, Arkham Knight, and only Arkham Knight, yes, but as Jim Gordon, yeah, um, and he did a quite he did quite a good job, I thought as yeah, well. Yeah, he did a good job. Um, he sounded like Mike the entire time, but like it, it, it was it was quite good. It works well for Gordon. Yeah, it was also weird yeah. that they recast him in the way that they did. Just like seemingly for the third game, they're like, what if we went bigger and got rid of the person that <laughs> gave Gordon a, like a bit of depth previously, but that's kind of like replacing uh, David Hayter with, <laughs> with Kiefer Sutherland, with Kiefer Sutherland in, in the final exactly. game. Huh? Uh, Sam in the chat is alluding to Death Stranding. One is the guy who carries giant packs across terrain and the other one is the baby. <laughs> baby <laughs> Brian Cranston. Yeah. It just, it basically, he'd just be able to channel his um his time as Zordon in the Power Rangers movie and I think that'd be a, a pretty good, a face in a tank. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Easy done. And then they get to play against Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> exactly. 
man. This is silly and fun. I yeah. like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want him to be a Far Cry villain, but I I would like no. I would like them maybe maybe give him a just cause. Give him like a forever shouting over the radio through an entire town dictator. Yeah. Like like yeah, yeah, over yeah, the yeah, top, yeah. like well like over completely the top. pulpy. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, lean I reckon all Brian the way can in. handle that. Yeah. Uh, Aaron probably could. I just haven't seen him in that role. Yeah, I've know? not seen him as like unhinged. Yeah, as and much. like a complete parody of 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 something. Yeah. No, that would be very fun. Yeah, and I think I think you're right in like a Bioware or a or an, or a Bethesda role, but I would love to see them as a monologuing villain who you who you see and hear a lot in that capacity. Not just like not like not like spacey and advanced warfare where you see him for like forty minutes total, you know, like like a lot. Brian could be up there with one of the best voiced elites from Halo. Could you imagine what, the Arbiter? Well like no, like but like like another one like an arbiter, like like the, the shipmaster, yeah, something like that, right? Could you imagine the conversation between an arbiter and an elite that is voiced by Brian, and just the dulcet tones between Keith David and Brian Cranston going back and forth talking about like impending war, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or even give Brian the grave he mind? Could... Oh, he would kill the grave mind. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I was thinking as well that um, he could he could. Uh, this role would actually probably be a bit of a waste for him, but um, just like in terms of age, he he would he'd be the right fit for like Lordhood. <laughs> yeah, but that would be a complete waste on Brian Cranston because that guy has absolutely zero charisma or just he, he, he's, anything he, interesting to say. He's he's, he's, he's a walking military man. Well, he's the he's he's there to to feed Chief the cool lines. <laughs> Well, but even more than that, he's 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 there to receive Chief's cool lines and to say permission granted with authority, and like that's kind of it. Yeah, but like you know, like you know, Master Chief, do you mind telling me what you're doing on that ship? You know, like yeah. stuff like that. Like he's he's there he's there to be. Yeah, like the- the, you see, you see what I mean though. That's not the cool line. The cool line is finishing this fight that follows that. Yeah. He's there for Chief to say something cool too. Yeah, yeah, he's there to to just be the other side of whatever chief is going to do. Like, yeah, with with some sense of authority. Yeah. Whereas, like, uh, Commander Keys in the first one, the Miranda's dad, he's at least got a bit more to do. Like, yeah, he, he's, he's got to fuck it up and release the flood. Yeah, but like you know, he's got he's got lines that I remember. You know, like he's actually got some moments that I think about, mm. and then he dies. Mm. Um, is Miranda in the first game? It's not. Is she's not. Is she? I don't think so. Oh, uh, because no, no, no. She doesn't. Chief's no. the only one who gets off the ring. No, 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 no. She's she's in the first one because like she's oh. she's there when 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 Papa Keys dies and she's like right, screaming okay. for it. Like she's she's like Dad. Like I I remember. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I'm remembering now. And her her voice acting's pretty uneven in the first game, isn't it? Most most of the voice acting in the first game is pretty uneven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember not being very impressed with hers. Yeah. There's there's yeah. It's <laughs> like very. 2000 aside from uh, like aside from the fucking like the oracle like and and i guess chief like there's and chief. there's there's and okay and cortana like there's like none of the people yeah are, so there's some and then the rest are like yeah. and johnson actually okay maybe, maybe we're being too harsh but like some of it it's a bit it's it's, it's just, like a 50 50 it's pretty corny yeah 
Yeah. 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 Totally. I love Johnson as well. Yeah. Uh. Well. There you go. Any other Any other humdingers, Jeremy, or are we Are we tapped out on these Breaking Boys? No, I, th- I think I think that's about it. Yeah, I reckon so. That was fun though. That was mm. good. I like how I liked how much how much you had to plumb from those depths. That's that's good. If I can come to this with with a couple for each of them, then I feel like I'll be trading water alongside you. But you 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 ran with that one. You had you had plenty plenty of ammo for that. <laughs> yeah, like Sephiroth and Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> now I really just want to see Brian Cranston in like a Sephiroth outfit like a cosplay <laughs> but like no makeup on like just him in like a sephiroth outfit yeah yeah that would be very funny all right everyone well that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the show i have no idea how long we've been running because i forgot to start the timer on the second and a half of the show but that's fine um i don't think it was too too long no, i think we're, hey, everyone. we're almost about on time i think yeah nice awesome everyone thanks for getting to the end of the show with us thanks for listening thanks for spending your time with us uh, if you've got any picks for for Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston in a in a gaming property, let us know and and uh, le- and, you- and let them know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, if you've got the ear of 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 uh, Vince Gilligan, see if you can get their number and <laughs> and let them know to listen to this episode. Don't do that, Vince. Um, no, 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 Vince. You're welcome on the show anytime you want. We would love. Uh, not you, Brian. Not you, Aaron. But Vince, anytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. We'll, we'll think about the rest of you, but like Vince, you're welcome on whenever you want. We'd love to have you on. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't think I'm smart enough to have a conversation with Vince Gilligan. Have you heard him speak? Like, have you heard? Oh like, yeah, yeah. He's got he's got that he's got a a, a quite high pitched kind of nasally southern drawl, doesn't he? He's also like he's he's way more like chill than i ever expected oh yeah no totally he's someone who makes some of the most intense media like of the last decades yeah i've seen a lot of clips of 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 director's commentaries for the for the shows and he just seems to be laughing at the dumb stuff they got away with like in a a perfectly good way and it's funny too when you think about the tone of the first season of breaking bad like I, I love the tone of season one of Breaking Bad because it's so serious, but it's all about them muddling the, their way through all of those encounters. It's all about them like failing upwards. Yeah. Like despite themselves. I, it's so good, but it's also very serious. Ah, oh, man. I don't know. He, he's, he's got a good sense of humor. Yeah. Like the pizza thing. Like that was yeah. like scripted, you know? Like it, and it had to be that way because it's completely completely ridiculous. Well the, the pizza staying on the roof was unscripted. No, I don't no, I don't think it no, was. Was it? I I thought he went to throw it and it it he did it didn't it wasn't meant to stay up there. Because hmm. I think he, I thought it was that he that it was it was meant to throw the box and the box was meant to go up on the roof, but oh, it was maybe. meant to like come out. And then the pizza came out. In but, like a normal flat disc, and just went and stayed there. Yeah, maybe something like that. But whatever it was, but I the remember the plan was to get it up on the roof. Like yes, but like I think what happened was that, the, yeah, that's right. And and whatever ended up happening, the pizza staying on the roof. That at that point, Brian improvised his like double look up there, and then his sort of like walk away of like I can't believe yeah. that just happened. Yeah. I, in in the post show, Kerry, I'll show you a very funny video of the people who are living in that house now. Oh, because 
They fucked that house up in that final season. <laughs> yeah. Um, the people who are living in that house now are like fucking bonkers and like oh. are f- like forever furious and angry and will yell at anybody that like looks at their house and <laughs> will like scream and swear and they have like giant fences and like it is like like you are living in a famous huh? house. Like if you are this huh? unhappy, you should probably not be living there because you should like, probably sell it for $2 million and go find somewhere else better to live. Like if you're walking past that house and you slow down, they're like, Hey, why the fuck are you? Sl-? I'll show you. A video. It's, it's like, I can't believe it level. Like, All right. This is just dumb. All right, everyone. Well, that's something to look forward to. Uh, if you're watching live, stick around for the post show. If you're not watching live, uh, you can find that post show on our Patreon by supporting us. Uh, it's just $5 at patreon.com slash minimapau gets you 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the minimap cast as well as other benefits like seeing our post show uh, archives they go up there uh, where you'll see us watch those clips of those very angry people who live in a famous house Uh, if you want to follow us make sure you keep up with our socials like for instance maybe later this week to keep ahead of that you can find the minimap social accounts at minimapau you can also follow us individually. Uh, Jeremy, where can they follow you? Uh, at Obi1Jez um, and uh, Jeremy at minimap.com.au on Blue Sky. You can follow me at KJ Palmer on Blue Sky. And then on Twitter, you just add underscore 24, KJ Palmer underscore 24 for Twitter. Uh, and yeah, for everything else Minimap related, you can find all of that on minimap.com.au. Uh, including our other podcasts, our other written articles, like our previews from PAX, some reviews we've done recently. It's all up on the site. Uh, yeah, that's about it for us, everyone. Um, thanks so much for listening. Again, let us know your picks if you've got any. And until next week, uh, have a good one. Bye.